Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Specs text line texter alleging that uh, Al Pacino's shooting blanks. Apparently not. At 83 years young. Good for Al. Hoo-ah! It's kind of weird, man. Those guys don't even get to see their kids' weddings. I mean... Well, now the kid that has been fathered is, like, set for life, right? She's, he's now heir to the Al Pacino fortune. Yeah, but you like I'm assuming that's what this lady's goal was. Dad around was, to, to well, be at yeah, the for wedding sure. and give you away. I mean... For sure. But, I mean, connect the dots with this lady. She's 29. She had When she was in her mid-20s, she dated Mick Jagger. Then she married, dated the billionaire uh, hedge fund guy who was in his upper 60s. This kid's going to have, uh, like, 60-year-old brothers and sisters. All right. He's going to have a ton of money. I Maybe. wonder what his oldest kid is. What do you think the Al Pacino catalog, lifetime of catalog, and the, 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 the estate will be worth? A couple billion dollars? No. Couple billion dollars. Billion, yeah. I don't know about. It. We just I talked say about like a, like two hundred million. You no, know, we just had the uh, because with streaming, these movies never go away, right? You can always stream an Al Pacino catalog, just like we had. I, I don't know what the value is, but I know that we had the story yesterday with Queen. The uh, the Disney Corp is about to sell the catalog of of Queen, the great uh, rock and roll band, and there's estimates that it could sell for upwards of a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Al Pacino. I don't know what his his heirs are, and he's got other kids. His net worth is $120 million. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mission accomplished for young uh, Noor. Um, but you, you know what I did not know for Al Pacino? He's got other kids, but uh, let me make sure I get this right because I think this is the truth with him. Um, he's got three other kids, uh, and he, he fathered those kids with the actress Beverly D'Angelo. Remember her from mm-hmm. the vacation movies, married yeah. to Chevy Chase and the vacation movies? Yeah, but he's never been married. Never been married at 83 years old. But he, fi- he has three children with Beverly D'Angelo, um, and now he's got this one at 83 years Robert old. Robert De Niro's net worth is $500 million. <laughs> That's... It's a little bit more. Right Remember there. not long ago we had Craig Flowers, our colonel, colonel retired on with us, and he was talking about the new movie that's coming out in the fall, the Martin Scorsese film that was filmed right down the street from where he oh, lives yeah. now in Oklahoma, and that Al Pacino, or excuse me, Robert De Niro, they tried to rent his house, <laughs> and then the house he rented, he ended up, they, they had to suspend filming because he like ripped both ACLs, tripping over one of his 20 cats that he travels with. Travels with a bunch of Supposedly cats. that movie, the it was really good. It debuted at a music or a film festival, and there was like a eighteen minute standing ovation at the end of it. No, I, I, I I've heard everything that's great about it. It was based on the book, 
Um, is that going to be a streaming deal or is that going to be a I think it's theaters? going to the theaters. I think it's going to the theaters. And, yes, um, what, do you remember the name of it? Gosh, I don't know why they can't remember the name of this movie whenever we talk about it. It's, it's Western-themed. Well, no, it's, it, it's, it's Native American. And it's about really the formation of the FBI, but it's about the Osage Indians. And uh, Scorsese did a great job of including the the, the natives in it and tell mm-hmm. their story. And you know, happened in Oklahoma way back. And it's a t- it's a period piece, but by all accounts, really really good. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, uh, pretty star studded cast. Mark, Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro obviously in it. But um, yeah, something of the, of the Flower Moon, um, you know. But I can't. I heard it's everything. I actually read a review from one of the guys who was they they who who finally saw it, and it was kind of based on his grandparents' life, and they they wanted to make sure it was authentic and didn't get Hollywoodized and you know changed the storyline. And he gave it a rave review. Said it was really really well. Killers done. of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon, and that's where Robert De Niro tripped over his cat and ripped his ACL oh, and had man. to suspend filming for a while. <laughs> oh, the the older the older set but yeah this lady clearly was trying to get i mean you don't date 80 year olds and 83 year olds unless you're in love love has no age why do you believe why can't you believe the word love what's wrong with that i'm not buying it you're not buying that love thing no what's love got to do with it when you, when you when you continue Tina? to fall in love with people who are fifty years older than you, I've got a you like questions. old love. I've got questions. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Uh, oh, this says twenty dogs, not cats. Oh, okay, it's twenty dogs. Yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, Robert De Niro travels with like twenty little 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 dogs that are his his prides and joy. Killers of the Flower Moon uh, coming out in the fall. And yes, it was at the Cannes Film Festival and debuted to great reviews, which I'm looking forward to seeing that film. At some point, based on a, on a book of the same title. Hey, Buck, the uh, the big stories of the morning. Nick Saban uh, making news at the SEC media, me- meetings yesterday, saying, uh, "Go ahead and unionize these guys. This isn't going to be fair. Texas and Texas A and M and SC have too much money. Uh, go ahead and unionize it now. Make it like the NFL, which he knows they can't do. He's just making himself. He's just set, sending his message. Just trying something. Well, given his opinion, doesn't mean he's wrong, but it doesn't mean." That they can do that, they can't unionize and make every student athlete on college campuses employees. He knows that very well, which means football at the highest level will have to separate to allow something like that to happen uh, and have its own set of rules. But and we are probably trending towards that. I think that's a, a probably a fair argument. Also, the big scheduling debate in the SEC is it going to be eight games or nine games? I think if you if you polled fans, it would be like ninety nine percent of fans would say nine games. Go to nine. We want three rivalry games and then a rotation of the other six. We do not want one true rivalry game. Someone pointed out to me that uh, in the SEC, you know, the 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 rivalry between Alabama and uh, and Tennessee is a longer rivalry than even the Auburn Alabama game. Now, if, that, if that's true, that's that could, because if we remember, if they go to the eight game schedule with one rival game plus seven rotates rotators, you know, that's going to not. I mean, it, obviously, it affects Texas and Texas A and M and Texas and Oklahoma. But for all the schools that have more than one, more than one rival, yeah. it's going to, to have an impact. And I think that's why it won't win, right? I think that at the end of the day, enough fan bases and enough school presidents are going to say, wait a second, you know, you're going to tell us, we're, okay, we're going to play Auburn every year in the Iron Bowl, but we're not going to play Tennessee every year anymore or LSU? That's going to be a rotation? We can't have that. We've got to, you know. Yeah, the four-year rotation thing is way too long. Well, and I, you know, the, the, with all the, the one common 
you know, phrase that's been said with all this realignment is they're, you know, they're throwing rivalries out the window. They're throwing rivalries out the window for the sake of the almighty dollar. You know, USC and UCLA leaving to the Big Ten. Uh, Oklahoma's not going to play Oklahoma State anymore. Uh, but the one argument that I like for, for Texas and Oklahoma rejoin or joining the SEC is that it's going to rekindle a lot of great rivalries from the old Southwest Conference days right. with Texas and Arkansas and Texas and Texas A&M, and obviously the Oklahoma game comes with it. But if you go to this eight eight game schedule with just one rival game, you you are eliminating a lot of great rivalries that that are that need to be played on an annual basis, uh, and that would be silly. And I think the SEC has enough foresight. I think Greg Sankey has enough leadership and power and hand in that conference to make sure that doesn't happen, because that would be. Now the one thing I'll say to this is there's a negotiation going on. This could be a leverage play, uh, because with TV, yes, because it was it was an unnamed school president said to one of the, I think it was Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, that, you know, if we're going to go to a ninth game, ESPN's going to have to pay for it. Uh, we, we value that at probably $5 million per school to add the ninth game. So you you do the math, 5 million times 16. Uh, that's another big check for ESPN. And ESPN is saying, wait a second, we're already taking your media rights to almost you know $80 million, $75 million. Now you want us to, to, to go to a ninth game. But ESPN is going to be in a – you don't want to lose those rivalries, Buck. You want to be able to have Texas playing those three schools every year. You want Alabama on television You want those eyeballs on that. Oh, absolutely. They've got to have a Tennessee game. They've got to have an Alabama game. They've got to have – or an LSU matchup every year. You can't wait five, six years to do that again. That's and I agree with you. They, they've got to have, especially year one, with Texas versus Texas a Well, you know what? I, if they don't come to an agreement, you know what I bet happens? I bet they – Agree to a one to a deal where cause even that same school president said, you know, we, we can agree to eight games and, and then revisit it next year, right? So for the for, for the first year, which would be next football season, twenty and twenty four, you know, do say you're doing one rivalry in rotation, but at least for that year, make sure that rotation includes those rivalry games. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then revisit it in 2025 and see if it, once you get to the point where, okay, now we're shifting oh, off of this. Once you do this, that one time, it's going to be over with. Now you got to do it. Now okay. we're shifting off of this, yeah. and it's going to rotate. Um, you know you know, ESPN's going to balk at that, and they're, they're paying the freight for this thing uh, in a huge way. We know ESPN has taken control of the SEC starting in 2024. Fox owns the Big Ten. Um, you know, it's, you got to keep those. And that's, that's part of doing this is to – have those right? That's why ESPN's willing to spend that money, knowing everyone will tune in to see, you know, Alabama play Auburn. Everybody will tune in to see Alabama play LSU and Tennessee on a year-by-year basis. We have to have those games, and you know, Texas in the same boat with Oklahoma A and M. As Ty said, when the when they finally play A and M again for the first time, it's likely to be at Kyle Field. That very well could be one of the most watched games of the year, if not the most watched game of that calendar year. And if once they get that rating point. There's no way ESPN's going to say we're not. Well, you're we're not us we're not doing again. that again for five years. Yeah, you're going to replace it with Missouri. You're not doing that. That ain't happening. Um, mm-hmm. We're keeping that game. But um, so yes, it says you guys are thinking regional. ESPN is thinking nationally. Exactly. Well, ESPN does not want they would, ESPN for their television eyeballs. Every year needs Alabama playing LSU. Every year, period, and Auburn and Tennessee. Uh, when I'm not thinking regional, I'm thinking national TV audience. Uh, you, you don't rotate that uh, to where instead of LSU this year, they're playing Kentucky. Well, no. okay, people will tune in, but not in the numbers to see Alabama throttle Kentucky. Uh, LSU, can't miss it. Must see TV every year. So 
That's the debates that are being had right now in Destin, Florida. Will there be a vote? Um, we'll find out and see where that goes. Or it will be without Texas and Oklahoma year one, won't it? Yeah, I have a question. Would you, or Ty, give uh, Jalen Brown a max deal, a super max contract in the NBA? Ty, would you do that? You have to. I know, but did you see him play the other night? I know it shouldn't be decided on one game, but. He's had a pretty decent year. He's second team all NBA. I bet the Celtics were hoping that he didn't make that team. I agree with you. Because now the Celtics, because of the way the collective bargaining agreement is written, yes. that he was named second team all NBA, he is, as a local player, trying to keep local players with their teams that drafted them, he now is uh, open to that Supermax contract. Now, only the Celtics can give him the Supermax. They could we- sign and trade him, though. Yes, they could. Uh, but would you trade for Jalen Brown on a Supermax contract? If I was the Maverick, like, I think, I just don't think he fits with Tatum. I, I still think he is a, you know, top, if that second team that puts him in the top 10 in the NBA, I, I do believe that. I just, I, I just don't think, they need a true point guard. Not like, a good put, fit. Put him on the Mavericks or the maybe the Trailblazers, you know, a team with a true point. I think that he would work really well as a wing defender and just a secondary scoring option. Okay. Well, I mean, Supermax is $190 million. That's a lot. Five-year deal. Got to do it. Got to do it. I think so. But, man, that, that's hard to swallow after watching his performance when Jason Tatum got hurt the other night. That guy needed to They're not going to be able to retain guys like Robert Williams or, you know, Derek. Like oh, I know. Some, I mean, I get Mike, it. You want to you, you build around those two for the next five, seven years. Absolutely. But, uh, Unless, you, I mean, you could work yourself into a predicament like the Warriors have where you're just over the right. luxury tax every year and you're paying, you know, $100 million in fines. Because that goes up every year, you know. It's, that's exactly right. And, uh that you know, we're, that, that's a that's a good little segue because the the big news yesterday, not surprisingly, but it's official now. Bob Myers is stepping away. Bob Myers, you know, the architect of that dynasty. And yeah, he doesn't feel like he can make it work anymore. I think he's going to Washington. Yeah, he's going to start over. And part of that is what Ty just said that the luxury tax is so great. Now, what, are they willing to pay? I mean, they've won four championships. They went to six finals. Oh yeah. I mean, when you start doing that, you you. You got to pay people. I mean, that's just the way that goes. And they've got several guys. Championships. There you go. They got Draymond Green on a player option worth like twenty six to twenty seven million going in next year, and Clay Thompson um, on his last year. Last year, year. forty one million. Yeah. And of course, they signed Jordan Poole last year. That extension. Big contract. He's at like twenty eight, thirty million. Andrew Wiggins is at thirty four million. Yeah. You got four guys. Steph Curry, of course, at forty eight million dollars, because he got the supermax deal. That's over the with just those guys we mentioned. That's like. $30, $40 $30, $40 million over the cap by itself. Well, listen, I mean, this is we see this in, in, other, in the other salary cap sports like football, but if you, if you count Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Andrew Wiggins this coming season, or did, what the season was, actually, let's do it for up, this upcoming season, okay? Uh, let's say, do the math. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins will make a combined $120 million under the cap next year. 120 for those three players alone. That doesn't include trying to re-side Draymond Green to just uh, just uh, you know over twenty seven million, and That's like one hundred and eighty. And the Jordan and the Jordan Poole contract that they signed in two buck that kicks this year. Jordan Poole made just under four million. It next kicks year. to twenty eight million dollars next year, which Bob Myers is going. I'm out of here. I'm out. <laughs> See y'all. Y'all deal with that. I can't fix this. I can't fix that. Um, and the owners are saying, wait a second, we're going to be paying luxury tax for a bad team, and you're going to go start over somewhere? But you know what they're also going to say? They're going to look at the trophy case and see four of those bad boys sitting right there. Very, very true. 
Very, I, very I true. I don't think they have any issue. You know, it's just like it's the end of an era. Everything. Yeah. You, like, I mean, you got you got to start fresh at some point for both sides. That's true. This guy says, "Come to the Spurs. We've got plenty of money." Well, there you go. Jalen Brown to the Spurs to put him with Victor Wenbanyama. That wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be bad. Can't wait to see this uh, draft coming up in a couple of weeks. I, I, I think the most likely team, if Boston were to move off of him, is probably Portland because they'd probably trade that number, what is it, three pick, and they have a bunch of young prospects. I mean, just trying to last-ditch effort to pair Damian Lillard with somebody competent. Yeah, that would be an they got to be matchup. done with that deal too. Damian Lillard's got to be thinking, you know, it's my time to get out. No, he deal. said he said that he's like, I'm done. I'm if like, if we're starting over again, I'm done. Out. I mean, he didn't. Well, Dame less Lillard, words, but yes, I think Dame Lillard would be the biggest acquisition oh, of the offseason. I mean, he is Hall of Fame player, and he, he plays where you don't see him all the time. He's an unbelievable player. It's like and, Philadelphia uh, getting Brown in football if someone, that year. Uh, and Jay Brown? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean. That's what kind of difference maker he would be. Dame Lillard is that kind of player uh, on the right team. Uh, all right, so we will uh, pick that up. On the other side, we're going to hit our live music update with our buddy Nick Shuley. Also, Nick will help us with the uh, new legislation that's gone through and how it impacts the NIL. He, of course, tied in with the Clark Field Collective and the Texas One Fund and all that's going on there. And they have a real big event coming up, the Texas One Fund, that we'll tell you about involving Texas coaches. Details there, plus your live music roadmap coming next. It's Bucky and Aaron. 9.30 on a Wednesday. You know it's live music, roadmap, and update time. That's Billy Strings. He's going to be in Austin a couple of nights this week and weekend. Uh, our man Nick Shuley will let us know where here coming up and where you can see one of the best uh, pickers and guitar players you'll ever see in Billy Strings, a prodigy on the uh, stringed instruments for sure. But Nick will have that for us coming up in our countdown and where the best shows are night by night. Also, you know, uh, there's legislation, you know, Buck, the the governor has called back a special session and they're going to do some more of it. You know, partisan debates will continue. But they do do some good things at the uh, state legislature, including yeah, this. they fall into some things. <laughs> yeah, well, here we go. Look, the Texas Commission on the Arts, the TCA, has announced this morning they have, a, they have musicians of the state for a, for, for a two-year term as chosen by the Texas Commission for the Arts. And congratulations to Kelly Clarkson from Burleson, Texas. And there you go. Huge star, winner, winner of American Idol. She is going to be on a two-year run as the Texas State musician. And our friend Gary Clark Jr. Awesome. has been announced this morning. Huge. Good job. As the Texas State Musician of the Year. They also announced the uh, Poet Laureate, the... Two-dimensional artists, three-dimensional artists, but yes, uh, Gary Clark Jr. and Kelly Clarkson, and Gary Clark is a good friend and played the mullet open way back, Bucky. You tried to back. sign him in as an agent. You could have been, you could have been on Easy Street by now. <laughs> well, I just find a way to screw these things up. Because Gary okay. is the man. Gary is the man. Oh yeah, his cover of "Come Together" from the movie soundtrack. Gary Rock. also heard on Soccer Matters. Soccer Matters. <laughs> the intro. Gary's a badass. There you and just go. a heck of a good dude. And you can He's, see him every every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, you know, you're not in view to go to a restaurant or sit. Gary's out. He lives in Kyle, so you see him and super, super good oh, guy. He's he, famous for going to local shows of smaller bands. He'll stand in the back the whole time, watch him play. Yeah, and then walk up at the end and say, Hey guys, I really liked your set. I got a huge show at the you know Congress Theater in Chicago. You want to come open that for me in, next week? And he just changes oh, bands. Really? He is the nicest guy. Yeah, super. I mean, I sat with him and for a lot of you know, we were telling stories of the mullet open. He remembers that vividly. And when he was a kid coming up. Well, uh, Nick Shuley is with us. Nick currently serves as the president of the Austin Music Movement, trying to keep the live music capital of the world live. 
And in addition to that announcement with Gary Clark Jr. and Kelly Clarkson, our, our, our state political leaders also have passed a bill that you've been pushing for quite a while that uh, is a big step forward in keeping live music venues open in Austin, Texas. Yeah, it's huge. We talk a lot about supporting local music, and it's it's great to go to the shows at the arenas and the big box shows and things like that. But the reason this town is what it is is because of so many of the smaller venues that help these artists, like Gary Clark, help these artists get their chance. Like the Saxon Pub gave Parker McCollum his first gig. There's all these these places that let you figure incubators. out. Yeah, they're Texas music incubators or you know just music incubators in general. And uh, we actually had the governor signed in Senate Bill 609, the Texas Music Incubator Act. And so this is huge because... What it does is give uh, venues can submit venues under three thousand capacity can submit their TABC receipts for up for a rebate of up to a hundred thousand dollars per year. And when you're a venue, uh, people you know a lot of people think these places are getting rich. The margins that these places run on your favorite spot it's it is it's minimal. So an amount like that can change the entire you know trajectory of that venue. Yeah, well you you know you can sell a lot of cold beers and drinks, and you can submit that with your receipts and get a rebate and it's you know it, it's a step uh and you know b- to keep those open and if they or they can't stay open they and we've seen all too many of them close over time uh, our favorite establishments that this can help them and great thanks to you and gary gary keller and a lot of Good folks who yeah, helped push this through. well I, I would be remiss if i didn't give rebecca reynolds the head of the music venue alliance a shout out she has taken this as her personal mission it is a cause that she started before there was any money involved to protect these venues and to help them. And she's the huge reason this happened. She got Pat Green to come talk on the floor. I think it was six years ago or so to come help with this. So there's been a lot of artists that have really helped and a lot of people. But Rebecca's just an absolute rock star. And she's the reason this thing really got pushed across the finish well, line. To me, it's like it's it's moves like this with locally and then on the state level that can help. Keep, and I, I, we talked, I got, came back from Nashville for a trip and was like, man. They got live music everywhere there. They're always <laughs> playing music on Broadway. They're eleven in the morning. They're out there playing. Um, you know, I know they claim to be the live music capital of the world too. But this is what it used to be in Austin, and hopefully we take some steps to get it back, or, or at least keep these venues that, help, as you said, help incubate these young young artists. Gary Clark Jr. isn't anything if he's not found and able to play at the Saxon Pub and play little little places around town. And that that story can be told over and over again for musicians in Austin, Texas, and not just them. It's the ones that play instruments in those bands and run soundboards and are part of the industry. And that's a good way to tie it together to, to alcohol and beer sales and the TABC and generating revenue that way and getting a rebate. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Props props to our you know our legislators and people up top for, for letting this one get across. Seven years of fight. Yeah, and $20.2 million per year for venues to nice. up for total for venues across Texas. Awesome, awesome. Uh, also, before we get to the live music roadmap and your favorite shows of the week, Nick, the uh, the, the happy hour is coming up. Uh, today's the last day of June, May, May. That would mean tomorrow is the first day of June, which means that happy hour we've been telling you about with Steve Sarkeesian, Rodney Terry, Vic Schaefer, and you say there are going to be some UT football players there tomorrow, and you can still be a part of it. Yeah, you can still get tickets. Uh, the good folks at the Texas One Fund have tickets. You can go to their Instagram page, and that's Texas One Fund spelled out, and there's a link on there to get tickets to that. It'll be at ACC and uh, like Aaron mentioned, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's great coaches there, but there's also a lot of great athletes. Uh, you know, we I think we're going to have Quinn's is going to be out there, Jordan Whittington, Jalen Ford, Kelvin Banks, C.J. Baxter, a, bu- a bunch of folks will be out there. It'll be a fun one, and it's definitely worth it. Support NIL and the Texas One Fund; those folks are doing some great things. And it's at uh, Austin Country Club, I believe, and it's tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's not too bad a place to have it either. Yeah, so go to the website texasonefund.com. You get all the details there, and uh, I think it goes from. 
what six o'clock and and uh, it's a happy hour. And then I think it's five to seven. There's a dinner, but you got to pay a little extra for the dinner. I, I think that the dinner the dinner's not happening, but there is uh, there's the definitely happy, a happy hour. <laughs> definitely the happy hour. Thank you very much. All right, favorite shows and uh, thanks to a texter who said, you know what, when Tom Gimble was doing this, you did it day by day, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday into next Tuesday, and it made it easier to follow for our audience. And I I, I agreed with that. So you and I. And you've done a great job of let's go Wednesday. These are still your top ten shows of the week, uh, but they're just by day. So yeah, Wednesday, we, which is tonight, what do we have? We got yeah, we got more than ten now. Yeah, I, I, I agree with whoever texts that, and it's a great idea. I was jumping around, messing up dates left and right, so it's uh, it, this will make it a lot easier. So tonight we've got this. There's a great hipster kind of pop band playing at the Parish, which if you haven't been to the Parish in a while, it actually moved over to East at 35. And there's it, this group's called Joan. They're definitely worth going to see. J O A N. Okay. And then Thursday, we've got All Time Low for all you little pop punk kids. They are playing <laughs> at ACL Live. Uh, Bryson Tiller for the the new wave of R&B folks. He's fantastic. If you haven't seen him, he's great. He calls it Trap Soul, but it's a it's it's R&B, and that'll be a sold-out show. I'm sure it's Thubs. And then uh, at that same, on Thursday, Revolution's playing the Moody Amphitheater. Let's go. Yeah. I like that big one. I, I knew Ty would like that one. Oh, yeah. What is that, Ty? That's is that one of your your girlfriend's favorites? No, that's one of my favorites. That's like some you know reggae ska. For the it's, Sublime fans, I'd say it's probably yeah, the easiest way similar. to describe it. Yeah, Moody Amphitheater. That's the outdoor venue over by the uh, Ir- the, the Irwin Center. Re- Revolution, not with a V, with a V. There's yeah. a, I mean, there's some openers for that one. That's pretty good. Yeah, too. It's, it's like, like Expendables the, and the some movement. Other. Is going to that's, I think that's tomorrow really? night. Hmm? So tomorrow night, all time low at ACL Fest. Go, Bryson Ty. Tiller at Stubbs. Revolution at Moody Amphitheater, and then uh, South Conference Ho- South Congress Hotel has a cool spot. Yeah, if you guys haven't been out to First Thursday, definitely check that out. They do it every First Thursday of every month, and the thing the line gets around the block. It's a free concert. I think it start. I think the concert starts at seven, but you want to get there by six when the doors open. And they have. I know I talked about Paul Val last week, who I think is my pick to be the next great guitar god. This is the other person I would put my money on. His name is actually Zach Person. He'll be playing. It's free at South Congress Hotel. Cool. That's tomorrow night. Friday night. This is the year where we hear our man who brought the entry, the rejoin music, Billy Strings. Yeah, Billy Strings is doing two nights, Friday and Saturday at the Moody Center, and he is uh, something to watch. If you haven't seen it, the, speaking I, of guitar gods, yeah, I mean, you can't even see that guy's fingers when he plays. Like it, it's so fast, and and it's a, he puts on a great show. Definitely worth worth headed out to. All right, you always like to put some green haul on there for folks who want to, like the buck, get down there and do some antique shopping and green and spend the afternoon maybe see a good show. Yeah, Ra- Randy Rogers has found a bunch of amazing artists. He found Parker McCollum and started managing him, and he also found this. This was his first signing. His name's Red Shahan, and he's playing Green Hall, and I think he's a West Texas guy, but a cool, cool singer-songwriter country. And that is at uh, Green Hall Saturday night. And the same night, we got the Mountain Goats and the Hold Steady for all you indie rock people. That one's at Stubbs. That'll be a great show. And then this one we'll have a giveaway for later. Uh, I believe AJ Vallejo has a new band and a new project called Brody Lane. I think and our buddy Bruce, who listens to the show, is a part of that, too. The, called Brody Lane. Brody, Brody Lane. Lane. <laughs> oh, Buck, one of Bucky's fake names at the Rose Bowl. We had uh, <laughs> Dr. Really? Dr. Dr. William, William Cannon <laughs> and Brody Lane. I'm an O'Kill kid. Those, those mean a lot to me. Uh, but yeah, that'll be at the Saxon Pub on Saturday night. Awesome. And then this one's big on Sunday. <laughs> Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Uh, Bucky, you're going you gonna to be out at this one. Janet Jackson she with Ludacris at the Moody Center. This oh. is one that she was supposed to do a couple years ago and didn't make it. I think that, she was pregnant at the time. That's right. I think I do remember that. Janet she, Jackson pregnant? She's in her 50-something. <laughs> yeah, that baby's like two years old now. And uh, Ludacris? I mean, with all that Al Pacino Luda. and Robert De Niro oh. talk, I mean, that's fitting. I thought, Luda. She's I thought, 57. She had a baby? Yeah. 
Really? And that, that's why she didn't make the, that first appearance here. Wow. She was pregnant at the time. That's awesome. Good I, for her. Yeah, She's... Luda, too. That Luda's, Luda's fun to watch. I thought he was only acting these days. I mean, I guess, you, I guess when hey, Janet calls. Make her right. turn to the stage. Yeah. When Janet Jackson calls, you do it. <laughs> and that'll be Sunday night at the Great Moody Center. And then on Monday, there's there's three good ones. We got Dale Watson at the Continental Club. That's a that's always a good good show if you haven't seen it. Then the, uh, the good folks at BMI are doing a songwriter series at the Saxon Pub. That'll be on Monday night. And there's also a really cool one at Antone's. Jim Eno, the drummer from Spoon, they're doing a tribute to him. He's actually moving to Providence, Rhode Island, sadly, but they're going to do that. And it's a I believe it's a fundraiser for his project he has going on, which is super cool. And uh, usually Jim Eno can bring out some some pretty uh, big names, so that might be worth checking out. All right, so Janet is na- married now to a Qatarian businessman named uh, Almana, uh, w- Wisdom Almana. Buck, they had the, the baby in 2017. Okay. 2017, so six years old now. Yeah, um, that's probably the same tour. Kindergarten. So still 51, because she's 57 now. Um, but yeah, and uh, so there you go. Janet Jackson. That's good stuff right there. And I just saw this. Unfortunately, it's not coming to Austin. They've announced, how about this, Ty and Buck? They've announced this tour. It's going to open up uh, this summer. It's coming to Houston and San Antonio in September. It is Guns N' Roses, Buck. Guns N' Roses with special guest Carrie Underwood. It's a little different. Also a Texan. Blending of crowds. No, I've seen some YouTube videos where Carrie gets on stage with Axl Rose and they belt out Guns N' Roses classics. And she does, she's got that great high voice. And, you know, Axel doesn't. He can't get to right now. Axel doesn't. She's going to be the next singer. Yeah. (laughs) And and she's got her bandana on. She's got her legs, of course, because she is Carrie Underwood. uh, Branching out a little bit. uh, Guns N' Roses. With Carrie Underwood, The Pretenders. And Allison Chains. Man, that's all over the place. That is all. It's called the. uh, Man. North America 2023 Dirty Honey, Dirty Honey, maybe Dirty Honey's playing it too. No, it's, it's the, I don't really know what they're calling it. The North Chains? America 2023 tour, clever, whoever branded that one. Thank you. Isn't the lead singer of Allison Chains dead? Yeah, I think they picked something uh, yeah. up. And some would say that uh, Axl Rose is headed there, and maybe that's why Carrie Underwood's coming. Uh, She's oh, hanging out passing, just in a, case. passing of the torch. And just Carrie Underwood came on, like, She's going to replace Axl like, Rose and Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I would listen to that. I mean, I, I would too. I'm all in on that. Like Carrie Underwood is not doing Carrie Underwood set. She's Guns N' Roses with special guest Carrie Underwood. So, oh, that's so, so awesome. she performing with them I or guess. separately? So yeah, it's I like Sublime with Rome. Yeah, yeah, and the Pretenders. Who's left in the Pretenders? I mean, or it's like Queen with Adam Lambert. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's been probably. I mean, that's probably the the plan. I don't know. I, I'm not read up on that one. That but. is awesome. All right, well, there you go. There is uh, good Nick Shuley, chocked full of good stuff. Congrats to Kelly Clarkson and uh, our man Gary Clark Jr. They're going to be your state musicians of the next two, two years, years, according to the C- TCA, spreading the good word. Also, good word, good job on the legislation uh, to help keep these incubator venues in, in action and get out there and support them. With that in mind, let's give away a couple of spots to Stubbs to see Brody Lane. Buck. Saxon Pub, yeah. Oh, Saxon. Saxon. On Saturday. On Saturday night, Brody Lane, the new new uh, group with AJ Vallejo. I think our buddy Bruce Castleberry is in that and part of that project. Uh, Brody Lane, it's a great name, and they'll be playing on Lamar, uh, yes. which is Saxon Pub. <laughs> if you'd like to be at that show, caller, what do you say, Ty? Caller five, caller five. We'll win that right now. Four four seven three seven seven six. And thanks to our friends at the Saxon Pub for providing that, and our friend Nick Shuley. Uh, providing the live music roadmap and his work with the president of the Austin Music Movement. We'll talk to him again next Wednesday. We'll come right back. We're feeling all right. Yeah. It's Bucky and Aaron. We're feeling good. We're feeling all right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
All right, T.Y., that is uh, Revolution? Correct. Revolution. They spell it wrong, or is there a reason it's not Revolution? Revolution. Oh, okay, Revolution. Revol- Revol- Revolution. Exactly. Get Revolution. It. Okay. As we said, it's a combat for the Storm Wednesday as we're getting over the hump and looking forward to the start of the NBA Finals, which is tomorrow night. Also, all that live music that's coming your way Thursday into the weekend, including Billy Strings, Janet Jackson, Ludacris, and Revolution. We've also got uh, the college baseball tournament starting on Friday. Buck Longhorns will be at Coral Gables. You can be sent to worse places, right? They could have been like West Virginia sent oh to Lexington, goodness. and they can't find a hotel. they got to stay in a dorm room. Plenty of room in Coral Gables. You know, I've never been to the campus of the U. I have. It's pretty. It's a pretty, pretty... Pretty private, exclusive area. Yeah, isn't it really way. small? Yeah, it's yeah. a it's private school. Yeah, it's a private school. It's it's a it's a nice little area. And That's big, don't get outside the area. I mean, once you're in the <laughs> don't area, take stay a wrong in the turn. area. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, don't make any wrong turns down in Miami area. Oh man, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that's coming up this weekend. The Field of sixty four will uh, begin its quest to go get to Omaha, the run to Omaha. Uh, so, yeah, a lot coming. Uh, Major League Baseball, you know, Ty and I have the bet, and here we are at the one-third poll in Major League Baseball. Some teams have already passed it, but the Rangers are to 54 games, which is a third of the way through the regular season, and they have their best record ever in franchise history, 35-19. and 19. Um, Great storyline because uh, the young right-hander came up. This is exactly what the Rangers needed, but it was really cool last night. They called up from Round Rock, Grant Anderson, who had been at Frisco to start the year. He made the 40-man roster out of camp, went to Frisco, called up to AAA, and last night made his debut in Detroit and came in a one-run game for the uh, Texas Rangers, replaced Martin Perez, runner at second base, proceeded to strike out seven of the first eight batters he ever faced. Think about that thrill, Buck. You make it, you, you achieve your dream. <laughs> you make it to the big leagues, and now... Come in in a pressure, pressure situation. You come in and punch out seven of the first, the first four... And then seven of the first eight, and you end up earning the win. That was really cool last night. Rangers are feeling good about themselves. They score more runs than any team in baseball. They get that pitching sorted out. Look out, uh, especially that bullpen, because their starting pitching has been quite good. And I mentioned the Astros at this point at 54 games in have allowed the fewest runs in all of baseball. So they get their hitting lined up, get Michael Brantley back. Gosh, will he ever. Uh, Jose Altuve's back now. Uh, They're hoping to get uh, more healthy. By the way, Jose Abreu is still not hitting. This guy is a disaster. The signing from the Chicago White Sox. 54 games in, we can now say that was a bad signing by Jeff, Jim Crane on the advice of Jeff Bagwell. Remember that maybe signing? He's a playoff guy. Uh, well, Abreu is just, I mean, even the folks from the White Sox thought maybe he's a little bit over the hill. He's 36. You're going to give him a big contract. And remember, that signing came when the Astros didn't have a general manager hired. Is when they, the falling outs between the GM and, and uh, Jim Crane. And by all accounts, the Abreu signing came on the advice of one Jeff Bagwell, Jeffrey Robert Bagwell. And uh, he was coming in to play first base and replace Yuli Yuli Gurriel, Mm -hmm. and it's not going well. Jose Abreu has one home run and is batting like 211. Not good. No. And he, by the way, three-year deal, 60 million. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if Drayton McClain, McClain, if uh, Jim Crane's going to say, hey, Jeff, you owe me some money. Because he was kind of leaning on Jeff Bagwell for advice while he was Give trying to run the back. team. Give a little back. Give a little back there. Guaranteed. Abreu's not giving it back. You know, they may have to pull him out of the lineup at some point because he's batting in the middle of the order and he's just a complete speed bump at this point in what they're doing. But, uh, yeah, good good stuff. The Astros and Rangers, that looks to be a really good race all the way 
through the summer and into uh, into August and September. Uh, both are two of the better teams in the American League right now. Got to make this is, Guns and Roses concert. I'd go see Gun- I'd go see Carrie Underwood just to see her in a, in her short shorts. And that's creepy, but she's got the, the Tina Turner legs. With Tina Turner passing, she carries the now, mantle the now. The best legs. Christy and- Hines not still singing. I mean, I, she sang with him. She's a she's like a solo artist now. What I about believe. Slash? Is he still with him? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, that'd be a good show. Never seen Guns N' Roses. I will say for sure, Guns N' Roses. You know that their longevity was not great, but that appetite for destruction. Oh yeah. I was in high school when that album came out, and you want to talk about an album that just completely rocked your world as a kid. You're like, what is that? Oh, I still remember, like, perfectly being, like, five years old and my uncle showing me that album. Oh, yeah. And he's like, when you listen to Guns N' Roses, you listen to it loud and turn it on. <laughs> it's like, welcome to the jungle, baby. Yeah, that thing was a comet in the 90s. Man. Unbelievable. Late 80s into the 90s. It's still a great record. Heard doing that day. music. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm in. In on that. There are a few albums like that that just, uh, what do they say, stop time. It's like, oh my gosh, that's a whole new thing. Oh, for sure. And that was Guns N' Roses out of Los Angeles, California. Hey, thanks to uh, Nick Shuley. That was outstanding. Great work uh, getting that bill pushed through to help keep local establishments local in the live music capital of the world. Also, thanks to Buck for taking in the Natalia special so we could yeah. learn more about the uh, little, little dwarf the lady. Finale coming up tonight for us. No you, more. Are you going to watch this. it? Yes. You don't have any NBA finals tonight. Got some baseball. Yeah, I got to see if they. I think the Ted Lasso final episode is tonight. Is that correct? Or today it drops? Today I think it does. Yeah. Kind of like Succession, four seasons and done. No Ted more Lasso. putting that little girl in the garage. No more. So I used to get put in the garage when he was a kid. If he didn't eat his dinner. Is that right? Yeah, I got to eat the lasagna. <laughs> Every bit of the lasagna. Got to get those gains. There you go. Got to get those gains. Put on that weight. He's, your dad sent you to the garage. A few times. There you go, just a few. Hey, coming up on Light the Tower, Craig Way is traveling to Coral Gables. Jeff has a doctor's appointment, so it is Ty and Cam for two hours of extravagant great radio. There you go. The extravaganza begins next.